Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. A big news day today. Damian Lillard traded Trailblazers star guard. He goes to the Milwaukee Bucks. Yusuf Nurkic, part of the deal. Three-team trade. Blazers uh, got some nice players, some good assets, uh, and also got some closure on an era. Oregon State has got a big home football game on Friday against Utah. Anthony Gould, wide receiver, Oregon State, joins us every week to talk about it, courtesy of Jamba. Life is better blended. I got to be honest. I tried the white gummy, and Anthony Gold is spitting truth when he says you need to give it a try. I said I would, and I did. But before we get to football, Anthony, I got to ask you: uh, Blazer fan or not? Are you an NBA guy? Yeah, I watch a little bit of hoop, but I'm not really a big Blazer fan. Um, I mean, I, I like them. You know, I, I play for Team Lillard uh, seven on, so um, you know, I got some ties there. So I'm um, happy to see him go somewhere where you know. He feels he, he feels happy. Hopefully, so um, yeah. Uh, but no, nah, it should be interesting. The Blazers got some some good pieces. So let me let me ask you about the the team Lillard seven on seven stuff. Like, you know, what was that experience like, or how was he ever visible, or is it just his team and name and and such? Oh yeah, you know, it's a, uh, it was a great great time being around that program. Um, you know, him with uh, as long as his brother Houston. Um, you know, they do they do a great job running that and you know, he he's he's a busy guy, so you know, he's visible when he can when he can be. Um, but you know, we all understand that. But um yeah, I mean it's a great family feel. You know, I definitely recommend it if you know, the during the Portland area, you know, definitely go go try out for Team Lillard. Um and yeah, that's that's a that they've helped me a lot, you know, with Houston as well. So, um definitely recommend it. Anthony Gold with us, Oregon State, Friday night. You'll host Utah. Before we look forward, let's look back. How did that game at Washington State, in your mind, get away from you guys? Yeah, I think it just came down to, you know, lack of execution. Um, you know, how it really always plays out every week. You know, if you can't execute, then, you know, you're not going to win games. And You know, there are players we left out there, you know, offensively um, that I felt like, you know, probably could have, you know, swung a little momentum and got them going for us. But, um, you know, you just got to, you know, live with it, um, you know, learn learn from the tape and um, get ready for, for next week. And, you know, we got a good opponent this week with Utah. So, um, you know, you can't really dwell too much. You know, you got to learn from it and not make the same mistakes and go out there and just have a, have a good week of practice and uh, make sure we execute this time. Anthony, the offense uh, with DJ Uangalele at quarterback, you guys got it going late in the game. What was different late in the game that maybe you could have used early? Yeah, I think, um, you know, like I really just, just came down to, to execution, you know, uh, you know, running a little bit, um, simpler things, getting the tempo, getting, getting the tempo um, moving. Um, you know, I think that helped us. Um, but, yeah. You know, I think it, it really just came down to executing. You know, we scored 21 points in the fourth quarter, but, you know, unfortunately it wasn't enough. But, um, you know, it just shows, you know, if you, you can execute, you know, we can be a good offense and move the ball. So, you know, that's something we've harped on all week. And, um, you know, 
was really an emphasis in practice this, this week. You guys uh, have watched film of Utah. They are a very good defensive team. What do they do well in your mind? Oh, yeah, I think, you know, they're just very physical. Um, you know, they're going out there and they're a physical team every play, you know, um, from D-line to the, to the back end. You know, they're, they're a physical team and, um, you know, they want to make points hard to come by. And um, that, that just goes to show how great of a defense they are and, uh, you know, how they're a well-coached team. So um, it, it should be a, it should be a, a tough battle uh, coming Friday. And, um, you know, we know that. Um, you know, they're always, they're always good defensively. Um, it's not just a, a one-year thing. You know, they're, they're always known for having a good defense, and um, they play hard. So, um, you know, it's made sure, we made sure we really, you know, locked in on executing this week and just focusing on the, you know, one week at a time um, and coming out here and just um, having fun Friday night flying around. You know, when you look at being a road team, versus being a home team. We we obviously talk about fans and the stadium environment, but help us understand what else goes into it. When you're traveling, when you're on the road, when you're in a hotel, you're on a plane, you're away from your own locker room, you know, how different is that? You know, you guys went through it last week. Utah will go through it this week. How different is all that other stuff when it comes to playing a road game? Yeah, I mean... I think if, you know, your your proper preparation and um, everything lines up, uh, it's not too much different. You know, the only thing that, you know, is really different for me is really just being in a hotel. Um, but other than that, you know, you're really only there for really not 24, not even 24 hours. Um, so it's just, a you know, usually a quick flight, meetings, you know, walk through, um, and just go home or go to up to the room, watch watch a little tape, go to sleep, and um, you know it's just like that. Is you know you know you're playing the game, so um, it's not it's not too bad, I would say for me. But the only difference I would say is probably the definitely definitely the hotel, and um, you know some some schools locker rooms <laughs> super super cramped. <laughs> uh, you'd, be, you'd be surprised for for how big these universities are. Yeah, um, but, you think they I mean, do it on purpose? Team, you think they do it on purpose? Oh yeah, I, I mean, if I was, you know, if I, I was uh, building the stadium, I, I definitely would. Um, <laughs> definitely, you know, you just just little home field stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you know, the fans, you know, you you live for those type of type of experiences, and um, you know, we're you know we're a good team, so um, you know, every week, if, if, you know, every week's a big game. You know, it doesn't matter who you're playing, if you're playing Utah or anyone else. So. Um, it should be a, a fun battle coming in, and um, I'm glad it's at home. Um, you know, Risa will be rocking, so it should be a fun one. Yeah, it, when I've seen visiting locker rooms, like I think Colorado was complaining about Oregon's visiting locker room. It's pretty, bl- you know, it's pretty bland. It's pretty basic. Stanford though is pretty bad. I mean, Stanford. When you get in there, I've I've looked in. It's like these little adobe huts that are off uh, just outside the stadium. Um, in your mind, who has the worst visiting locker room? Ooh. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Maybe I shouldn't say worse. Yeah. I'll tell you who has the best. UCLA definitely has the best. UCLA has the best. Definitely. Wow. Definitely has the best, by the way. Opposing Lager definitely has the best. I Anthony Gold. That. Anthony Gold is with us, wide receiver, Oregon State. Very important that you guys get back.
uh, and, you know, get back in the win column. But, um, you know, you had uh, a hiccup last week. How do you feel this week? How, your week of practice coming off of a loss? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said earlier, you can't really can't really dwell on it. So, you know, move past it and, you know, we're ready to go out there and execute and get back, get things, you know, back on track and, um, you know, just to prove to ourselves, you know, what, what kind of team, what kind of offense we are. Um, you know, all great teams go through a little adversity, and, you know, this is just a test. And um, it'll be a great, great test for us. Um, you know, Utah's a great team. Um, so, like I said, I'm glad it's home. And I, I'm glad to, you know, play these type of games because, um, I mean, that's, that's what you wish for, you know, playing playing Division One football is playing good teams week in and week out. Um, you know, just having that, that competitiveness, um, I think that's what makes the sport great. So um, I'm, I'm glad to see uh, uh, Risa rocking on, um, on Friday, and uh, we need to make sure it's loud. Yeah, a couple of years ago, you guys beat them there. You go to Utah last year. They beat you guys pretty good at Utah last year. So it'll be, I think it'll be interesting to see how the home field factors in this thing. Anthony Gold is with us. Um, I tried the white gummy drink at Jamba. You didn't lie, man. Solid. I told you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't lead you in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> Me and everybody else listening. Um, hey, I appreciate you joining every week. I know that um, it's probably more fun to talk after wins than losses. You know, and I, but how does how does your body feel on a short week? I was asking Jonathan Smith about this, and he says, you know, Sunday turns into Monday, but normally you guys have a day off. How did you feel physically Sunday and Monday as you you, you realize, hey, we got to get moving around a little a day earlier this week? Oh yeah, um, I mean definitely a little sore, but you know that that wears off. Um, you know, but. But the short week, you know, you got to make sure you're going extra, extra hard with the the, the treatment. Um, you know, we have a great training and, and strength staff, so uh, they have a dialed in on you know getting our body moving and making sure you know things are feeling as best as they can leading up to Friday. So um, yeah, it's definitely a, definitely a quick turnaround, but um, you know, with the right people around you and you know the right preparation, um, you should always be ready. Anthony Gold, we'll see you. I will see you at the stadium on Friday. I appreciate you giving us some sure. of your time. All right, man, we'll see you. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, there, there he goes, Anthony Gold. Um, that segment brought to you by Jamba. Life is better blended. I hadn't thought about the seven-on-seven seven Lillard angle. You know, he's got his brother Houston, who's been highly involved in the high school scene, training kids and working with kids and. Uh, the impact uh, of a player who gets traded in a market. I do think it'll be interesting to see how the Blazers treat Media Day come Monday. You remember, they had already kind of planned to do a uh, uh, a Media Day that wasn't really a Media Day. There was going to be no one-on-one player availability. There was going to be um, uh, you know just a stage, and they were going to bring Joe Cronin, the GM, and they were going to bring Chauncey Billups, the coach, and... Yeah, they were going to bring the team president uh, up on the stage, and then they would bring select players up on the stage. And they, you know, made it very clear they did not want media trying to talk to players in other parts of the building. I think they can relax now because the player they didn't want people talking to is gone. He has been traded. Damian Lillard has been traded. If you're just waking up from a coma, I want your reaction to it. 
Will you root for him in Milwaukee? What do you make of it? Like me, are you a little bit somber? Even though you know it was the right thing. I knew it was coming. We talked about it. He wasn't going to last beyond February in a Blazers uniform. I didn't know it would be Milwaukee. You probably didn't either. But I'm left feeling a little flat by it because I think this should have been a big day in the hopes and the excitement that Milwaukee, can you imagine what they're talking about in Milwaukee today? That should have belonged to you, Portland. Leave it here. The phone number, 503-417-7575. Damian Lillard's been traded. I want your reaction. 503-417-7575. Thumbs up, thumbs down. No in-between. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I say thumbs up. I do so uh, not smiling, though, because that excitement, that joy that Milwaukee is feeling today should have belonged to Portland. Blazers organization wasted Damian Lillard's window of opportunity. Do you think there's a sense of uh, just relief out of Blazer fans that this is finally over, like we finally can move on to the next step? I don't know if it's relief. I, relief I, I don't want to speak. Word. I don't want to speak for Blazer fans. I don't know if it's relief. I, I think it's one of these things where I have found, and this is something that other people smarter than me figured out probably when they were younger, but I have found as I have aged that so much of how people feel about things pertains to their expectations, right? And it's why so much of the PR world is spent managing people's expectations. If your expectations were that the Blazers were going to get five first-round picks, today is a horrible day, right? But that wasn't the expectation because I think people realized when they saw how little Miami was offering – that there was a real chance that the Blazers were going to walk away with not very much for a player that this city overvalued. But I think what you really mean is, like, this was hanging overhead. It was a cloud. A lot of Blazer fans had kind of come to grips with the era being over, like, months ago. And so there wasn't a big cathartic disappointment reaction today. It was more like, okay, that's done. Like, you went to the dentist and you sat in the chair and it's done. Now you can move on to the rest of your day. I kind of feel like that's yeah, what happened. It was because it was more of like a slow, painful death rather than a quick one, right? Because we knew about it for almost three months that he wanted out, and then it finally happened. We we're just getting you know little news here and there, but yeah, it, it's it's weird because I'm the same way. Like I'm glad it's over because now we can look forward to Scoot Headers and Shaden Sharper. Like those guys are going to be exciting to watch play. Like I can't wait. I can't wait for the season. I'm excited to watch Dame play in Milwaukee. I'm excited to watch uh, these young Trailblazers. Let's go to the phone lines. 503-417-7575. One line open. Let's go to Gerald, who's in Portland. Gerald, what's up? Hey. Uh, I'm pretty excited about the new move. I'm a lifelong Blazers fan, and it's time to move on and heal. Dane brought us a lot of good memories, so it's time to see what these young guys got to do for us. Will you root for Lillard? Of course. Yeah, man. It's good to see, see him uh, move on, and hopefully, you know, I – I don't want to see him win a ship because I want to see us win a ship, but <laughs> good luck, Dame. Thanks root, for all the men. Yeah, you root, root for him for, to a certain extent. <laughs> you know, I, I think it was hard for Blazer fans. Remember when Rasheed Wallace got traded? Watershed moment. Blazers were moving forward. He went to Atlanta for like a blink, then on to Detroit. And, uh, you know, he's holding up a championship belt at the end of the season. I think that was really hard for Blazer fans to see that, in part because – of the Western Conference Finals and the blown lead against the Lakers and how close that Portland bunch had got. I wonder if it'll be 
harder for the Blazers to see a small market team win a championship if Milwaukee holds the trophy at the end? Or will it be hopeful in that, hey, if you draft a star player and you got ownership that will really go for it and try to build around that window of opportunity, and maybe it helped that Milwaukee got a title in 2021, you know, they, they've got some proof there that it can be done. Their next championship would be their third NBA championship. Like, I, I just kind of wonder from that standpoint. Like, I'm rooting for the Bucks. Like, I find it, I find the Bucks very likable. I find Giannis very likable, one of the better superstars, just kind of people in the NBA. So, like, it's easy for me to root for the Bucks and say, you know what? Like, I do wish this was Dame, but I kind of say, like, it, I kind of pictured as the Blazers, like, hey, you know what? Giannis wanted better players. They made a move. I wish the Blazers did this. Like, I can get down with that. I can cheer with that because I always will applaud a team for going all in and going for a championship. I think it's a great move. I think you got to do it when you have the chance. And Milwaukee did it. You know what? They don't want to lose Giannis, and I think they got him locked in now. I, like, I don't see any reason why he would want to leave. Stay in Portland. Let's go to Chad, who's called in. Chad, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, John? Love your show. Love uh, your program, Colin. You talk about James. I am happy. I got some perspective to share. I'm from Indiana, so I watched them, you know, go with Reggie Miller for years and never win a championship. You know, they were close but never got it. So, I mean, today should be a happy day. We're young, and I just want to put some perspective back on the Bucks being a contender. Dame's 33, Middleton's 32, Portis is 28, Brooke is 35. Giannis is 28. I think they're lucky to be a 7 or 8. Everybody's saying they're going to win a championship. I don't know. He's reunited with Myers Leonard in Milwaukee. And uh, I'll take it offline saying uh, Jimmy Grape can go cry in his buckets with his sour grapes about an investigation into the Bucks. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Jimmy Butler saying that the NBA leads to look into the Bucks. Not, only, loved, not only reunited yeah. with Myers Leonard, reunited with Terry Stotts, assistant coach yeah. of the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I thought it was interesting too that um, you know you've got you've got Jimmy Butler saying you know if I, you didn't hear it from me but the NBA should look into a thing and I was like Jimmy I actually did just hear it from you and you're the only person that I've heard say it uh, Stephen Salem Steve what do you got Hey John good to talk to you uh, first of all we should all take a minute to thank Dame not only one of our greatest players ever but just a super great guy who gave to the community. It'll be a big, big loss to the community, but I wish him nothing but the best. We're not going to win the championship this year, so I hope he does. And in terms of the draft picks, I got to think if DeAndre Ayton was on the draft board, he'd be a top five pick, so we, we effectively got a very good draft pick. I think it was a good move all around, and uh, time for the Blazers to move forward and thank Dame for all that he brought to the community. Yeah, I think the next decision this franchise needs to make, and it's probably already made it behind closed doors, is, you know, are they keeping Drew Holiday or are they going to try to convert Holiday into multiple picks and, you know, get get enough out of him to justify and make this trade look really good? Because right now on paper, Blazers got some talent. Blazers got a first-round pick. They got some pick swaps and 29 and 30 which are 28 and 30 that which could help but steven that's the key right i mean if they can churn drew holiday into because he doesn't fit their timeline either if they can turn him into you know two draft picks or a first in something else 
look out. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I think that's that's the key to this trade. Like, I like the start that Portland has, but depending on what you get for Drew Holiday, if you get two picks for him, I think that's great. If you get a pick at a young player, I think that's a really win. That's a really big win for the Blazers on this trade because, you know, Drew Holiday is the type of player, he, he has a player option next season where he can be a free agent. And there's been rumors that he wanted to retire after these couple of years, but who knows about that? You know, when you get that contract, it doesn't matter, but he wanted to stay in Milwaukee, but I do think there's going to be a market for him because he can play defense and he's done it before. And he's proven it in the past that he is a championship level guard. So whether you keep him at the start of the year, you look to deal him at the trade deadline, try to mentor scoot a little bit. I think that's not the worst idea either. Like worst case scenario, you hold on to Drew Holiday. You have him help Scoot Henderson, have Scoot watch a true professional go about his business, a championship level player go about his business. He's gonna learn some things. Or you trade him at you know before the season even starts, and you can get a pick back in two and get young players that you're really building for the future. It's a win-win all around with Drew Holiday, and I do think there's gonna be some type of market. So it just depends on what Cronin can do at that point. Yeah, and I think if you are a Blazer fan. You, you know, I'm hearing some optimism from Blazers fans, and maybe it's because fans, that's what fans do. And, you know, I, I expressed early in, the, in this hour that, you know, I'm left feeling a little flat by it because I'm reminded that the Blazers didn't get enough. Didn't get enough out of Damian Lillard, not enough in the trade. They didn't get enough out of the era. But I want to I go back for a second and listen to some of the stuff that Lillard said um, you know, here he is in 2018 talking about the Blazers. Uh, I think just because this is where I started my career, um, you know, my family moved here and they, you know, it's a good living. You know, we like living here. Um, and it's not like, you know, I'm playing for a bad organization. You know, it's been a, a great organization to play for, a uh, great city to live in, great fans. Uh, we've had success. We haven't won a championship, but we've had a lot of success. You know, I think it's a lot of teams around the league that, um, if they could, they would change places with us in the last six years as far as, you know, having success and not having success because only one team can win a championship every year. Um, and we, we working towards being in that position. But uh, for me, I think the, the loyalty part, that's just who I am. You know, I, I roll with who I roll with. And um, if I was to ever not get that loyalty in return, then I can live with that because I don't expect everybody to, to be me. Uh, but that's just how I feel about the situation. There's Lillard talking about loyalty in 2018. Here he is two two seasons later in 2020. I feel like the the route <laughs> the route that I had to get here makes it easy for me to just stay that way. You know what I'm saying? Like I I didn't when I committed to Weber State, it was time for me to go to school, and I was just like I I was like I don't know if I really want to go to Utah. So I told my dad like, man, I think I'd rather just go to St. Mary's and just stay at home my dad was like you told them you're going you're going and that was the end of the discussion this after my second year at weber i was mvp when i told you i went to adidas and all that a couple of schools started trying to go around my school to get me to transfer a few bigger schools and i never really wanted to do it but i mentioned it to my dad and he'd be like no we'd like that's out give them my phone number like, we're not doing that. If an agent, if any agents call you while you're in school and all that, give them my number. Like, my dad, I think it's like the route in my upbringing, man. You don't, anything other than loyalty ain't worth it, you know? Loyalty. Kyle Whittingham is next. <laughs>
We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Truth. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.